very, very important idea. It's, it, it's profound, even though it's very simple. The idea is like this, both sides. Rabboni Shalom, he put us in this world, and he made us a combination of body with soul. Really, every single one of us really is a soul. So think about it. What is it? I'm always, every single person, I talk about myself, but it's everybody. When I think about myself, I'm thinking about me. There's an identity, right? Every single person. You think about yourself, you think about your identity. Is your identity your body? Uh Uh-uh. If it was your body, then so many things that every one of us thinks about ourselves wouldn't make any sense. Okay, it wouldn't make any sense. I have the same identity today. I'm 79 years old, Baruch Hashem. I have the same identity as when I was 16. But my body is much older. I walk down the street, I can only walk at three miles an hour. I used to walk at 10 miles an hour. I keep on saying to myself, what's this stupid body doing not listening to me? I want to go fast, and the body can't go fast. So... The body changes, but the identity is the same. We are the same person. People ask me a lot of times, how old are you, Rabbi? I say, I, I think I'm 18 years old. I believe I'm 18. Oh, maybe a little older. Maybe a little older than the guys in the shir in the class. They're 18, 20. I'm 25. That's my identity. I'm not old. The body's old. So there's a, a tremendous difference between the self and the body. Now, the self is really a godly thing. The neshama has has lived before it, every single one of our neshamas was alive in heaven before we were born and came into the body. And when the day comes, unless hopefully Mashiach will come quick and there won't be any, but anybody who passes away, like, you know, I've had funerals the last couple of weeks, anyone who passed away, the body is going to put into the ground, but that neshama goes on. The identity goes on in Gan Eden, in heaven. So why in the world did Hashem take such a wonderful thing like a neshama and put it into the goof? And only for a short amount of time because the neshama lives forever. And forever is a really, really long amount of time. Not a hundred years, not a thousand, not a million, billion, trillions. Beyond, forever. And meaning in this world, 70, 80, 90, 120 years in a goof. Why Hashem do this? Anybody know? Yeah, what do you think? So that we can, we can have the chira and, and make good in order to, in order to perfect our, our, our show? Right. We, we came here to take the physical body, take our physical body, which is basically, no, it has no spirituality whatsoever. It's a, it's a bunch of, 
chemicals and things like that, uh, physical things, and take this body and give it spirituality. The soul is pure spirit. The neshama is pure ruchaniyut. And the goal of coming into this world is to bring ruchaniyut and kedusha into gashmiyut. Okay, gash, this is the goal. The goal is to make the gashmiyut, which we are, into ruchaniyut. That is a, an incredible mission. Malachim, who are just ruchaniyut, are not given that mission. They do not do that. They cannot do that. Animals who are gashmiyut also cannot bring any kind of ruchaniyut and kedusha into their gashmiyut. The only creature in the entire universe which we know and which ever was and which ever will be is Adam. Adam is from Adama and he has a neshama melamala and his mission, her mission is to make the guf neshama-like. That's a tremendous chiddush that the Rabbani Shalom said it is possible. You shouldn't think that it's impossible to take Gashmi and turn it into Ruchani. It's impossible. No, it's not true. Ruchani can become into the Gashmi. The Gashmi can become Ruchani. That's why we say that the ultimate goal will be Triyata Meitim. If it were just Gashmi, the goof is dead, it's gone forever, it turns back into dust. But because that goof became Ruchani in its lifetime, in the dust it has a spark of Chaim which never leaves it even in the dust. And there will, from that spark of Ruchaniyot, which is in the dirt of, of the Kever, will come back complete triatamitim. And then, according to many mafashim, the new level of the guf within the Shama will live forever. Mamash forever. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. That's why they had some loose. It's not nena. It's far down as far. Right. That's right. There's a certain etzem called the luz etzem, which never disintegrates in the dirt. It's always there, and that will be the etzem, which will become the b- basis of the new guf for Tchiyas HaMesim. That also has to do with Achila. It's from Malamah. Exactly. Oh, oh, oh. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, so, really, whenever we eat food, we are taking something gashmi, right, food, it's just a bunch of chemicals and the physical things put together, molecules, and we put it into the goof, becomes part of the goof, and somehow it keeps us alive, the food. And then it becomes part of us and gives our, our nefesh 
Chiyus, that we should, the nefesh in this world should stay alive and be able to function. So there's a, there's a, a mystery how this happens, but, the, but the, 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 the reality is that in the food, there must be a potential of ruchaniyut, of spirituality in the food. There must be some unlocked, I mean, or locked, in within that food, something in there which has koach hachiyus, the koach to give life to the neshama. That's what the Ariyah Kodesh said. The Ariyah Kodesh says, says in the Pasuk, ki lo ala lechem levado yechyeh ha'adam, ela al kol motzi pi Hashem yechyeh adam. A person doesn't live just by bread. He lives through the mouth of Hashem. That's what it says in a Pasuk in Chumash. So, what does that mean? So, Pasuk Pshad means, people think that food is the source of life. Uh-uh. Hashem is the source of life. That's a Pashik shot. But the Ariel Kadosh says, the Pi Hashem, God's word, which gives life, is in the food, is in the Lechem. Lola Lechem Levado Yechiyadam. Don't think that just the chemicals of that bread which are keeping you alive. Pi Hashem Yechiyadam. When you eat these chemicals, somehow they give life to your soul. Not just your body, your soul gets refreshed. How does that happen? Because there's a, there's a spark of elokus in the food, and that spark of elokus in the food, which goes into your body through this amazing spiritual mechanism, is turned into spirituality within you. So now you have more energy to do spiritual things. Where did it come from? From the bread. You're diving with more kavana because you had a good breakfast. So now you can daven mincha better. You're davening a better marriage because you had a good supper. The food gave you the energy, spiritual energy, to do mitzvahs. Okay. So that's a big, big, big yisod of a real kadosh. That lo alalechem levada yechiyadam el al komot zepi Hashem yechiyadam. That in the food itself we have the the spark of Hashem, which gives energy to our spark. So that's why the rebbes and the mukubalim, the, they have a big big thing called the tish. What's the tish? The tish isn't just a bunch of guys sitting around watching this old man eat. And every so often they sing a niggin. In the meantime, they're schmoozing. And it's, so it's nonsense. That Rebbe, every time he takes a bite of food, he is thinking, I have to draw out from this food the spirituality. And then he, by sharing that food with others, he wants the other people around the table to, to get the spirituality. So really... The, in ideal, every person, whenever he or she eats, should be thinking, I am, I am getting spiritual sustenance, I'm getting muchaniyut through the food that I'm eating. Really, you should eat food very, very slowly and chew it. Yeah, Riyad Kadar said that when you taste food, 
The good taste of food is the spirituality in the food. That's what's giving you the good taste. Not that your taste buds in the tongue happen to like the, the, the reaction with a certain chemical in the food. It's, that is the spirituality which is coming into you, tasting the food. So therefore, whenever you go to a tish, you see the Rebbe will eat very, very slowly, and he will eat very little. You don't have to eat a lot to get the spirituality out of the food. You eat a very little bit, and you can live tremendous energy just from that little bit of food. It's absolutely um, true that the more food you eat doesn't give you more energy. It's how you eat the food and the way you eat the food. The Belzer Rebbe Zetzal, my grandparents, great-grandparents were Hasidim of his, one was a Gabbai by him. He actually didn't eat at all during the week, just drank water. In Shabbos, he would eat the food, a little food. That was it. He never ate during the week, only on Shabbos. He did a lot. Tremendous amount he did throughout the years in terms of running in the Belza Hasidus, which today is gigantic Hasidus in Eretz Israel and Shalim. Very, very little real food. Because the little food he had gave him tremendous spiritual energy, which gave him chiyus, gave him the life. So therefore, we make once a year a Tuba Shvat Seder. And the Tuba Shvat Seder is dedicated to this basic idea that the seven foods, which are mentioned in the Pasuk of the phrase of Eretz Israel, Eretz Chita Sora, Eretz Chita Sora, Gefen, Te'ena, Verimon, Eretz Zeit, Shemen Udavash. That's a Pasuk in Chumash. So it says the land of Israel has wheat, barley, grapes, it has figs, pomegranates, it has olives, and it has, and it has uh, dates. There's seven species. By the way, surprise to a lot of people, but not to, to people like us, today's health Experts throughout the world say that based on science and of nutrition, these seven foods are the healthiest foods in, in, the, in the world of vegetation and plants. They just discovered not so long ago that pomegranates are fantastic foods. When I grew up in the U.S. about 50 years ago, no one even knew there was such a thing as pomegranates. Today, it's all over the health food stores, supermarkets, pomegranate juice, the healthiest juice you can get from anything. It's in the Torah. The Torah says, Rimo, pomegranate, figs, dates, today considered the healthiest of all the fruits. The Torah said a long time ago. Of course, Hashem knows. He told us. So what we're going to do at the Tuva Shat Seder is a few things. First of all, we want to make sure that we eat everything, that we're going to eat each thing, one thing at a time, and we're going to try to get a little bit insight 
into how each of these special foods gives a special kind of ruchaniyut, gives a special kind of spiritual energy to anashama. Because food in general gives, gives health to the neshama. We want to see it in these seven foods. Therefore, we will do one food at a time, talk about it, we'll talk about the food, then we'll make the bracha. Now, the bracha, when you eat food, the bracha is a special vehicle to get the kedusha of the food into you. The guy who doesn't make a bracha, eats food without a bracha, might get the chemicals of the food, but that spirituality in the food will probably stay locked up. If he says the bracha, that's the key to open up the spirituality of the food that my neshama should get nutrition. So what we're doing tonight is we're going to be going through the seven species. We're going to say a bracha, try to open up the ruchaniyot, the kedusha in the food, try to get that kedusha into our neshama, and, uh, and we'll do this together with some zmiros. We have Baruch Hashem. Uh, two players came, Eliakim and Menachem. They're here to help us have a little simcha. And, uh, and this is how we're going to go through this thing. Okay, so everybody, let's, let's do this. We'll, we'll do, might as well start off with a, a single, the first food, and then, then we'll have a zemer, okay? And uh, so the first food is chito. Okay, everybody take a cookie. Okay, you can, you can pass one down to me too. Everybody have a cookie. Okay, go. Do I prefer the vanilla? I prefer the vanilla. <laughs> Good. Make sure everybody have a cookie. <clears throat> now we all know that the chita is the first of the seven species. If it's number one, in a certain way, it's the most important one. Uh, what makes it the most important? The fact is it's the only food that produces what's called lechem. Lechem chito is the best food of, of bread, and it is the carbon mincha in the base of Migdash. When you bring a carbon from the grains, you take chito. You take wheat and you turn it into solace, into a very fine flour, and you make a little pancake, and that's the carbon mincha. Okay. Now, and uh, when we got the man in heaven, it said that the man was lechem min it was bread from heaven. And man was surely pure ruchnius, which became gashmius. It worked the other way. We're taking the gashmius of the chita and the lechem or the cookies 
and we're trying to turn it into the Ruchnius. But Naman was the opposite. Mina Shemayim comes down. Lechem, God made Lechem from Shemayim that we should eat it and get the Ruchnius, pure Ruchnius. It's very interesting that when we left Mitzrayim, we had to get the Ruchnius from heaven to come down to us. But when we come to Eretz Yisrael, the man stops. The man stops. When you come into Eretz Yisrael, all of a sudden you're getting the Chita, the Lechem, from the Holy Land of Israel. That's replacing the man. It's amazing. Heavenly food is replaced by man-made food from Israel. The Holy Land of Israel produces the holy crops of Chita, which produces the holy lechem, which every Jew eats after doing the mitzvahs of Truma and Meiser and Chala. And then he eats the lechem from Eretz Yisrael. He gets equivalent Kedusha like a week ago when he was eating the man. Now he's in Eretz Yisrael and he's eating lechem from Eretz Yisrael. Rashi last week explains how many weeks was in between when the man stopped and when they come into Eretz Yisrael and, and they're getting the, the uh, lechem of Eretz Yisrael. Wow. I can get the same Kedushas Lechem as Man. If I have, if I eat it the right way. So now, another thing I want to talk about, about the Chita per se. The Gemara says, very interesting thing. When do you give a baby his first salad food? And the first salad food of a baby is, is, uh, some kind of wheatina, a little cereal, or farina, which is made from, uh, from wheat. You make that, and you give it to the baby, and the baby eats it, and that's... When do you give it to him? Says the Gemara. You give salad food, the farina, to a baby when the baby begins to talk. Okay? It's, you start saying something which sounds like some baby, baby words. A little bit. Ba, ba. It's beginning to say things, not just crying. It's to say something, it's to communicate. When he gets to that level, that's when he eats the salad food of the, of the wheat, the farina cereal. Start feeding it to him. In other words, lechem is the bread of chokhmah, of wisdom. It's, it nourishes the neshama by giving the neshama the ability to think and express ideas in words. This is something which only people can do. Animals cannot express their ideas in words. They can maybe motion, make movements, but they can't talk. Ruach only people can talk. And the chita, okay, what... what what the Gemara is telling us is that the secret energy of, and the spiritual life of bread or cookies or the farina, whatever way you want to make it, is to get wisdom, to be able to think better. Okay, so you want to have kavana that when we're going to make the bracha, Burmese Amazonos and the chita, and that. We eat it very slowly and have kavana that we should be zocha 
for Chachma. Chachma, Chachma Satova, we should be able to understand the Torah properly and always go through life. Chacham Eina Barosho, wise man who makes the right decisions. You have to make the right decisions. Eitzadas Tovara, to choose good rather than evil. And we hope Hashem will give us through the eating of Chita, the Chachma, to make the right choice, Ubechat, Ubechayim, to choose life. Okay. So everybody can say the Bracha together with me, and then after, and we'll eat it very slowly, and then we'll have a Nigan from the two fellows, El Yachim and Menachem, who are going to be Mahanas with a Nigan. You can say together with me, or just say Amen. I'll have in mind to be Motzi. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam Borei Minei Mizonos. Amen.
Rabotide, the way the Pasuk goes, it has the word Eretz twice. It says Eretz Chitosor, then it says Eretz Zeit Shem Lutvash. So the Gemara says that in terms of the order of the species, if you have them on the table, you don't know what goes first, second, third. So the proximity to the word Eretz is going to be the Kadima. It's going to be where it's placed. So Chita is on the first Eretz, Eretz Chita. So that's number one. And then this, the other Eretz, Eretz Zeit Shemen. So Zayit is next to the word Eretz, the second part of the Pasuk. So therefore, Zayit is after the Chita. That's what the Gemara says. Okay, so what we're going to do now is going to take a Zayit. Pass around the Zayit. Zaytim. I want to take one Zayit. This is for me? Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. Okay. Everyone should have a Zayat. Okay, now Zayat, talking about the, the olive. It's a very interesting thing that the Gemara says about olives. The Gemara says that uh, the Zayat is the preferred the preferred uh, source of shemen, of oil. Shemen zayit. You have to use shemen zayit for the menorah. You can't take any other shemen. You have to use shemen zayit for a carbon mincha. So zayit, the, the best oil is olive oil. And again, which is not a surprise to those of us who have any idea of what Torah is like. In the last, I don't know, 20 years, the nutritionists and scientists of the world who deal with nutrition announced that the best oil for nutrition is olive oil. It's the basis of what they call the Mediterranean diet. It gets rid of cholesterol. It's wonderful, wonderful oil. So, okay. So it's very beginning, by the way. Anytime you use oil, say for salad, salad oil, always take olive oil. See, if you want to cook a scrambled egg, use olive oil. Not just for health reasons, which the scientists say, but for the, the Torah says that Shemen Zayit is the best Shemen, and according to the Kabbalah, it has special and unique spiritual energy. All food has spiritual energy. When we're eating, we're eating not just for physical health, we're eating for spiritual health. And the kinds of foods we eat will give us better spiritual health. So if we stick with olive oil, we will be healthier spiritually. Now what is the olive oil supposed to give us? It's supposed to give us wisdom. The chita, the first food we eat, is basic wisdom. It's called chachma. But the shaman zayit is deeper wisdom, which is called bina. Chachma, bina, vadas. Chachma means I know a lot, I, I, I learn facts, I know a lot of things. Okay, so a wise man knows lots of things. 
But Bina means you have understanding. Like the Rabbi Rasalvejik used to say all the time in the Shir, Baruch Shem was to be there quite a while. He was saying the Shir, Botai, our job is not just to read the Gemara and to know what the words say. Our job is to read between the lines of the Gemara. What's behind the lines of the Gemara? What's in between the lines of the Gemara? What the concepts underlying what the Gemara says? What are the ideas behind everything? So it's good. Chochmah is very important. You have to get a lot of information. But Bina, you have to understand this information. You have to be able to categorize it. You have to be able to understand what's behind this information. That's a big, big, big thing, especially in Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah, it's not enough just to know facts. You have to understand what's the point of all these facts. What's the principle? Otherwise, you're very limited in what you can do with the Torah if you only know what it says. You don't. If you read Chumash without the Rashi, you're going to get, without a doubt, a distorted view of what the Torah is saying. With the Rashi, it explains many things which are not black and white in the words, behind the words, in between the words, in between the sentences, the Rashi, then you have a much, much better understanding of what the Torah is saying. So you have to know Torah Shabbat Peh to understand Torah Shabbat And in Torah Shabbat Peh, you have to understand what exactly are the Chachamim saying, what's the, what's the concept. So, which food gives me bina? Which food? Shemen zayit, right? Shemen zayit zayit gives me the bina. If I ha- if I if if you take shemen zayit, right? As I'll say, without being a scientist nutritionist, but I'm ready to say it based upon the masora we have. If you take every day some shemen zayit you will find that your brain is sharper. Over time, you will be thinking sharper. You will understand things better. It's literally super-duper brain food. Because Shem and Zayat gives the Neshama Bina. Yeah? What's the reason why women have the Bina Yisera? That's a very good question. Why do women have a Bina Yisera? Right? The Gemara says... They have an extra level of understanding. And uh, any ideas? Anybody have an answer why the women understand? They're married, find out. They have a certain uh, intuition which men don't have. They have to take one uh, cell and make it men. Because they have, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. Why? Maybe because of the the, the meal, the man comes into Earth uncompleted, and the woman comes into the final world completed. Oh, that's a good idea. They come in complete. They don't need a brismila to fix themselves. Yeah. That's a good idea. And as you're saying, because women, women produce children, so they have to be given this extra understanding. Otherwise, if, if, if they don't have like a, a good intuition, how are they going to raise children, especially the first one? Well, fathers have to raise children, too. Right. But the mother, at the beginning, she's more involved than he is, much more. Father comes in later when the boy starts to learn Torah, so the father gets involved. And then the Torah is saying what to teach him. But the woman has to teach him things before the Torah, the Derech how to be a good person, how to behave, 
So for this, she needs godly wisdom. You don't do think it. a father could teach that? Probably not. Probably not as good as the woman. I don't think so. I tell you the truth, because parenting, parenting requires a lot of wisdom. Chachmo, you have to know a lot of things, how to be a parent. And Bino, you have to understand, when should I, when should I show my child positive love? When should I show my child some discipline? Very hard to understand how and when to do this. And people, are not, we don't get courses. If it was up to me, I would rewrite the whole curriculum of yeshivas. One, one part of the curriculum I would be right is how to get married. How do you find a wife? People have no clues. That's why there's a lot of service nowadays. But, but after that, I would say, how do you raise a child? You need a course, how to raise children. I mean, people are, you know, trying to, uh, I don't know, ride a motorcycle and you never uh, got lessons on how to drive a motorcycle. Trying to raise this child as a, a child of the wild Indians when they start, they, they do whatever they want. How do you raise them? So, <coughs> women have an intuition. I don't know. They have a bina yaseira. I think what you said was is a good point. Hashem gave them the blessing of a bina yaseira. Also, I once heard a, a drasha from the Rav. He said like this: "Is after they ate from the eight sadat." So then, all of a sudden, it says, "Vayikra Adam, Ishtal, Chava, Kihi Haisa Aim Kol Chai." After they eat from the Eitz Hadat, Adam gives his wife. She didn't have a name. Her name was Isha. Wife, a woman, Isha. After they eat from the Eitz Hadas, he gives her a proper name, Chava. He he aim She's the mother of all of of all of life. So the Rav said like this: that the eight sadat eating the eight sadat was a disaster. Now there, there's a lot of confusion. Adam and Chav, the man and wife, are very confused. What's right? What's wrong? How do you do this? How do you do that? Make the right decisions. Make wrong decisions. Very confusing. So who was more stable? After the sin, who's more stable, men or women? Women. For some reason, forgot what the Rav said, why? But the woman was able to go through the crisis of the Eitz Sadat and come out stronger than Adam. She was more stable. So Adam said, when it comes to raising the children, there's some really tough decisions you have to make. She'll do a better job than me. So he gives her the name Chava. She's the source of Chaim, of life of the child. Man can't do as good a job as a woman. A woman, in general, unfortunately, the many, many today of the single-parent families, in America, I think 50% plus are single parents, 98% of the single-parent families are the, the mother is there, not the father. The mother can raise a child by herself. Fathers cannot. That's the facts on, on the ground. So, he has the aim kochai. That's the bina yaseira. She knows how to raise children better than the men. Okay, very good. But anyway, we are the men here, so we need a really extra dose of bina of understanding. <laughs> so let's have a lot of kavana. 
to get the bina from the Zayat. And we'll make a bracha. And we'll make a bracha. Bore Pier 8. Anybody who hasn't eaten a Zayat in, let's say, six months, maybe you should make a Shechianu. So you say the. Uh, you, you want to say the bracha for everybody? Bore Pier 8? Obviously, I mean, I like, I'm not really a fan of the taste of the other. Oh, okay, so not. Are you ready to say Shechianu? Also not? Okay. We'll get something better with say Shechianu. Yeah, people had olive oil. Okay, correct. Okay. Okay, we'll eat. We'll... No, only if you enjoy it very much. So if not yet, we'll get to something that people haven't eaten and make a Shechianu. Okay, we'll make a bird for eight. And we have kavana when we eat it. To get bina, maybe you say, maybe like a woman. I don't know. Okay, we're ready for another nigga in the boat time. Okay. Good. That's good. That's good for this. Yeah.
The next food is saora, because eretz chita u saora. Saora is barley. What's the spiritual energy of barley? The Gemara says. The Gemara says that saora is machal behema. It's never brought as a carbon except once a year. The carbon omer, omer is saora is barley. It's a carbon of animal food. Animals get saora. People eat the chita, eat the wheat, barley is animal food. So what does it mean for us? It means like this. We just got some taste of Chochmah and of Bina. Chochmah and Bina are the crown jewels of the human soul. Knowledge and wisdom. God forbid to think that we, in any way, compared to the Almighty, God is the ultimate wisdom and the ultimate knowledge and he can do everything, and we are minuscule, tiny, 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 tiny creatures in comparison to the Almighty God. So therefore, we have to always have a big dose of humility, of being humble, to know that we are, just as we have big yesh, we have big kochos, we're also at the same time an ayin, the mamish nothing compared to Hashem. So we're like a behemoth. The way people look at animals, you compare an animal to a person, of course not. Completely different, much lower level being. A human being is a much, much lower level than Hashem. And we have to always have a large dose of humility. That's the Koch of the Sa'ura. To know that we rely completely on Him. This leads, humility leads to Tzmimus. Leads to simple faith. Don't have to understand everything. Not supposed to understand everything. I'm supposed to believe absolutely and very simply in Hashem and God Almighty. He takes care of the world. There's so many things I would love to do and I will never ever be able to do because I'm a little tiny me. I'm talking about the name of everybody, not just me. I know this for myself. Everybody at some point, has to come to this conclusion. I want to fix everything, and I don't even know if I can, at the end of the day, fix myself. Forget about everything else. So, Hashem is in charge of everything, and the bottom line is, we have simple, simple trust in Him. Like a dog trusts its master. The master goes right, the dog goes right. The master goes left, 
the door goes left. You don't see a master going right and the door going to the left. He always follows his master. We are like a behemoth. Tomim tiyam Hashem. Be very simple in your faith. We eat the sorah. We want to be zocher. To be mistapek b'muot. To be happy with the little that we have. And to be samech b'chalkeinu. And be ashreinu matov chalkeinu. We're happy to whatever God gives us. Okay, we make... This is a borei priyu adama. Okay, the thoughts are very interesting. It's the lowest bracha. Okay, those of you have a little barley there. Baruch atah adinoi, v'heinu melech olam, borei priyu adama. Shuobi zocha muna pshuta, simple muna.
Okay, the next food, the second one, closest to the second Eretz, Rash Tamar. Tamar is a date. Now, the dates, they are the tallest of the tree of the fruit trees. Fruit trees are not necessarily so tall. Uh, about an olive tree, let's say, not so tall. Well, not. Uh, grapes also, not very tall, the vines of grapes. So the tallest of all the fruit trees is the tamar, but uh, you know, palm trees. They, go, they can become very tall. And at the top of this very tall tree is a bunch of dates, and uh, that's what we call the tamarim. So we say, Tzadik katama yifroch. The Tzadik becomes as tall as the date. In other words, the Tzadik stands out, he's very tall, majestic. Man malchei rabbana. Who are the true kings? Who are the true majesty? The true princes? The rabbana. Covered a Torah, the dignity of the Talmud Chacham, the dignity of a Torah scholar. Torah creates kavod, dignity, majesty. And that's what the fruit, the spiritual energy of the Tamar, this is at the Tamar, the date, is that it gives you the power to become great in Torah. Wow, that is an amazing spiritual energy to come high and tall in Talmud Torah. Wow. So it's a very, very special thing. And uh, we should see the light of Torah. Totally Torah's picha, Malfezov we should be able to have Torah more than anything else which is precious in this world. Okay, on this, those of you who hadn't had a date in a while can say Shechiyonim. Okay, so we have, a, we have a volunteer. How many days? A date. Do you have a date? A Tamar. Okay, so. How many days? 30 days is the minimal, but. 30 days, 60 days, you haven't had a time out in a while, right? Okay, so you'll say Shechianu, and you'll be Motzi, everybody. Say both brachos. We, did we say Bore Pre 8 yet? Yeah, we did. Yes. Yeah. We did. So there's no more Bore Pre 8. Just say Shechianu for everybody. So we'll be Yotzi with your Shechianu. Amen. We said a bird who ate before and all the food's on the table. Wow. I guess it's good to eat a date every day in order to get
Okay, Scott, guys, end up joining. favor of wine, taking the moderation, of course, it's been an extremely healthy, powerful drink for health. It's been shown to produce longevity and, of course, the antioxidants and all kinds of good things. However, for us, yayin yisamach levav enosh. Yayin helps a person spiritually get the true joy. Ain't simcha la Torah. If there's Hashem b'simcha, 
to have the joy of being close to Hashem Yisbarach, joy of mitzvos, joy of Talmud Torah, which is the ultimate joy a person can have in this world and for the next world. It's, this, it's the eternal joy. This is what this, the Segula, this secret spiritual energy of Yain is, to give us the Simcha, Shal Mitzvah, and the Simcha of a Torah. So, when we, when we drink a little wine now, think of it as a kosh of bracha, a kosh of a bracha, which will give us the simcha of Torah and of mitzvahs. And we will be protected because it's such a powerful antioxidant or for spiritual energy, such a powerful source of spiritual energy. It can be used, God forbid, by the sitra achla, by the evil forces to do tremendous evil. We know how many terrible things come out from drunken people who get drunk on wine and other alcoholic beverages. And unfortunately, the symbol is Noach, but Yizgab, the Socha, although after the table he became drunk. You know, Noach was a tremendous tzaddik, but they had that, that moment. So we have to be very careful. We want to drink yayin. We want to drink yayin with a kosher bracha to get the simcha shal mitzvah shal Torah and we have a bracha Hashem to sing shira v'halal ala yayin. We have kavana that the kos yayin we drink in Tu B'Shvat will give us the koach of simcha Torah closest to Hashem and, and all the joy of being Jewish, being a, a, a Jew. Boch Atwadinoi Eloheinu Melachuilam Baide Priagofen. If do if do if do if do as a
Right, the next one, up to number six, is Te'ena. Te'ena is the fig. Eres Chitasura Gefen Te'ena. Okay, number six is the fig. What's the spiritual energy of a fig? Botai, it says in the Pasuk, Notzer Te'ena Yochal Piria. You protect the fig, you'll get the fruits. <clears throat> the fig is a very, very sweet fruit. Also, it's a very, it's a pretty low-hanging fruit. It's not a very tall tree. Those of you who've seen fig trees, and a lot, a lot of things would like to eat the fruits of the figs. Birds, all kinds of insects, worms. So the figs need a lot of protection. But what's also very interesting about the fig tree is that when Adam and Chava sinned, they needed some protection. So it says that what happened, it says, They took the, they took the branches and the leaves of the figs to cover themselves. They, got, they found protection in the fig tree. The fig tree is a symbol of protection. It says, when the God will bless the Jewish people, will be a situation of ish, tachas gafno, v'sachas naso. Every, every person will feel he has his gefen, he has his vineyard, and he has his fig tree, and he sits under the fig tree for the shade, protection which the fig tree gives him. Fig trees are a symbol of protection. Because of time. There are lots of dangers in this world, a lot of spiritual dangers. Just as there's wonderful spiritual energies, which are very positive, which we can access, and we should access, and we do access by keeping the Torah and learning Torah and mitzvahs. There's also a tremendous amount of dangers. God made for every blessing, there's, there's a curse, there's a danger. We have to be very, 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 very careful about being protected from the spiritual dangers out there. Especially today, I think, I know I, I was I was, was having a very, very nice discussion with the great, great tzaddik and thinker, Moshe Shapiro Zitzal and Eretz Yisrael, with maybe the greatest Balmachshava of the last generation, just passed away a few years ago. And he told me like this, he told me, Rabbi Reichman, I thank God that I was not born today. Because if I were born today, growing up in today's world, I do not think I would be able to withstand the spiritual dangers. I was shocked. Such a tzaddik should say such a thing, that he would not be able to withstand the dangers of this world. You guys, you are the young generation. You the guys who are able to, be put, to go through all these dangers. Thank God, you know, we're the older generation. We don't have the dangers, but you guys have it. So you must have the ability to withstand it and to do it the right way. So that's the fig. The fig gives us spiritual energy to be protected against all spiritual dangers which are many, many, many. Gemara says, 
If a person would know all the spiritual dangers which are attacking him every single day, he would literally go berserk. So many, so many dangerous things are attacking him all the time, he doesn't even realize it. It's like, you know, it's like on the internet, so you don't even know how many thousands plus attackers, viruses, and all these other things attacking to bring you down. Protected somehow by the defenses which were built by the people who, who developed all these internet things, so their defenses. We don't even know how many spiritual dangers there are, the tremendous amount. So we need Hashem's protection. We have to be smart, learn how to protect ourselves. You know, you got to be a little stupid when I, when I cross the street here to come to this event, and it was the green light, and I heard two motorcycles. Tremendous amount of noise, and I looked, and I saw they were racing down Amsterdam Avenue. They were about 183. They were going about 80 miles an hour, two of them, going through red lights. And I said to myself, maybe I could run across the street and beat the motorcycles. I said, ah, I, I'm not going to take that risk. I'm not going to be that stupid. So I just let them go. They went through 80 miles an hour through the red light, and I waited. Then I crossed by the next green light. So you have to be careful of dangers. There are a lot of dangers out there. The te'ena the te is the symbol of protection from danger. So let's, we have a kavana when we eat it. Notes of te'ena, yochel piria, ishtachas gafno, vistachas te'ena. So we be zochel for Torah. Torah is a tremendous shmira. Torah can protect us from everything. You can be in the worst possible place in the world. If you're learning Torah, Torah, you're protected. Most great, best protection against spiritual danger is Talmud Torah. Barasi Yetzirah, Barasi Torah Tavlin, Bach Shem, Ruan the Yeshiva, we Zochot learn Torah every day. Shem should give us a blessing to continue to be able to learn Torah every day in the Yeshiva, every day for the rest of our lives. That protection against dangers. Amen. Both 
bow tie. The, 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 our, our, our last fruit is going to be the Rimon. We're going to end with that, and then we'll say the Baruch HaChronah, because night Seder begins now. So, just, uh, we don't have to make a bird baits, but the Rimon is mitzvos, Jewish person. Smalling mitzvahs, karimon. We have so many mitzvahs we do all the time, every day. And we should continue, Shem should give us a bracha that we should be able to continue to do many, 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 many mitzvahs. And we die forever, forever, forever. Amen. And then we make a marriage, meaning those of you who want to have a marriage, not a marriage. Uh, I just want to say, but often, uh, often, I guess, Sibori, in a public way, um, we threw this together, I think Wednesday night, Thursday night, I'm not sure exactly. Rabbi Bacon sort of pushed me on it. I was not very excited about it, I'll be very honest. But Rabbi Reichman got me going. And we want to thank Rabbi Reichman for doing this last minute for us. <laughs> 30 minutes before I called you, Rabbi uh, felt that, uh, oh my gosh, we should do a Zubi Schwarzeder. But we should also thank the uh, unsung hero who doesn't uh, get a lot of praise around here is uh, someone who, uh, if we didn't make an announcement, you would have never known that the fruits came from him, Sam Chasen, who's our cafeteria director. Many people have complaints about the cafeteria and the prices and this and that, but, uh, and I, I also do, I'm not gonna lie, but Sam is a big sadic. Sam went out of his way Literally, I think it was Wednesday night, Thursday night, whatever night you called, he literally went to stop and shop for all of us to go pick up most of this stuff because the cafeteria doesn't stock any of this. And he made sure that we, we had the Tubi Shvat Seder tonight. So, Sam, we also want to thank the Herschel for putting this together. We want to thank our musicians. Jeremy Jason, we want to thank all the guys who came. Mr. Shem, we'll get a lot of spiritual energy and have a lot of bracha and that's loch as we go forward. Okay, now we'll make a bracha chrona. So I'm going to have a sitter. Have a sitter. And everybody, uh, get, get, get me the bracha chrona. And then everybody feel free to take any of the shirayim. Take it uh, with you. There's no reason for it to be left over. Okay. Eloheinu <coughs> Vachim <laughs> 
על האורץ ועל המחיה ועל פי הגופן ועל הפרס. ברוך אתה אדינוי על האורץ ועל המחיה ועל פי הגופן ועל הפרס. Thank you very much. For those who want. Have I Yes. Thank you very much. 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 Yes. Thank you